If you're listening to this, then you likely already know that being an independent musician can be a lonely road. And maybe your friends and your family just don't fully understand why you do what you do or why you invest so much time, energy, and, and money towards achieving your music goals. And especially early on, it can be hard to find people who really understand what you're trying to accomplish and how to make it happen. Uh, so that's where Modern Musician comes in. My name is Michael Walker, and you know I can understand and relate to that feeling. I've been there myself, and so has our team of independent artists. And the truth is that basically everything good in my life has been the result of music. It's the reason I met my wife. It's why I have my three kids. It's how I met my best friends. And now with Modern Musician, we've seen so many talented artists who started out with a dream, with a passion, but without really a fan base without a business and be able to take that and turn it into a sustainable full-time career and be able to impact hundreds of thousands, even millions of fans with their music. And we've had thousands of messages from artists who told us that we've helped change their lives forever. And it just gets even more exciting and fulfilling when you're surrounded by a community of other people who get it and who share their success and their knowledge with each other openly. And so if you are feeling called to make your music a full-time career and to be able to reach more people with your music, then I want to invite you to join our community so that we can support your growth and help lift you up as you pursue your musical dreams. You'll be able to interact in a community with other high-level artists, coaches, and industry professionals, as well as be able to participate in our daily live podcasts, meet these amazing guests, and get access to completely free training. If you'd like to join our family of artists who truly care about your success, then click on the link in the show notes and sign up now. This is a process of undoing. Like most mm. singers, they want training because they want to be shown how to do it, how to do it mm. right, how to fix it. And it's actually the way you fix it is a process of undoing, uncover, mm. discover, discard. Most of the time, guys, your body knows how to do this. Your body was built to make resonant sound. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, excited to be here today with Arden Kaywin. So Arden is a professional singer and vocal coach who uh, combines holistic and performance techniques for singer-songwriters. She's been featured in shows on NBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, ABC Family, ESPN, MCV, many more. Has worked with major label artists like from American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, everywhere in between. And you know, she brings a lot of expertise to the world of vocal coaching. And specifically today, I'm excited to talk with her about maybe some of the common issues or the things that we feel like get in the way of us being a good singer. And she's going to share you know, why you know, some of those things are symptoms of a deeper root level issue. And if you can kind of get to the root of the issue, then you can solve all of the other ones. So uh, Arden, thank you for taking the time to be here today. Hey, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Awesome. So kick things off. You know, maybe you could share just a little bit about yourself and how you got started and uh, eventually came to be featured in all those shows and working with major label artists. Yeah. I mean, I'm a classically trained singer. So my background is actually having my bachelor's in classical voice, my master's in classical voice. I sang opera professionally. The nutshell is got very burnt out on that was living in Los Angeles at the time, got hired to sing on a soundtrack, 
was like, oh, this is what it's like to be in the studio and do commercial music instead of, you know, all of the classical operas and things that I had done and had a bunch of opportunities through that and decided, okay, I'm transitioning away from opera world. I'm going to go do, you know, singer songwriter commercial type stuff. And so did that in my, in my twenties. And I mean, this was before the days of like, you know, Instagram and before the days of, you know, it was like, Napster was the thing. I mean, I think we're about the same age. That was, I don't know if you remember Napster, but it was, you know, it was like mm. a million. LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, did two, was on an indie label, did two US tours, like licensed a lot of music to film and TV, did all that. And because of my classical training, I, I had always kind of taught a, a, some, enjoyed it. But because of that, a lot of the producers and music industry people that knew me as a performer, they also knew my background. And so I would often be, you know, get calls, especially from producers and, and other, um, you know, music creators being like, hey, I'm working with this artist. And, you know, do you think you could come produce vocals? You know, they just need some help. So I would come in and I would do that. And invariably, the artist would be like, do you coach? Sure. So, let you know, and so I kind of like backdoored my way into a coaching studio. But as I got married and had kids and didn't want to be on the road anymore and doing a lot of that, I, I really enjoyed coaching. So I started to focus much, much more on that part of what I do and came up with, if I do say so myself, a revolutionary way of being able to get results in singers' voices in a much shorter period of time than traditional training takes. Mm. When I say traditional training, what I'm talking about is what most of you guys listening or watching probably think of as vocal training, which is you have a voice lesson for an hour once a week, and you do that for a year or years, and you know may even be in that place where it's like, oh, before I record anything, I got to go see my teacher, or I got to go see my teacher before the audition, or I got to make sure check in with my teacher, you know, and that. That's the kind of training that I was brought up with. That's the kind of training that ultimately I wanted to change the paradigm for because it doesn't work for a lot of people. And for a lot of singers who have had that kind of training, and yet they're still not seeing the results of all that training and investment in that training, time, money, energy. They're still not seeing the results of that in the form of a voice that is absolutely reliable, consistent that they know how to tap into that potential and deliver that every single time, every single time it counts, right? Like if you can, you know, shoot a, a great free throw shot in your driveway, like who cares? If you're going to be like a big deal, you got to be able to sink it in front of, you know, 30,000 people in Madison Square Garden on, you know, game six from all the way down the court, you know? Mm. And so, you know, the the ability to be able to deliver when it counts and know you can do that. And mm. so all of those things that just, you know, those, those are not the results that a, a lot of singers were getting from traditional training. And they were in, in their feeling like it's their fault. I'm not talented enough. I'm not good enough. My voice isn't good enough. No, that's not the problem. The problem is that traditional training has been failing like generations of singers because addresses symptoms, not root problems. Mm. And so when I figured this out and I started working with singers in an intensive training capacity, we just started getting like insane results in a shorter period of time, allowing these singers to tap into that potential and rely on it and deliver it 
and then be able to go out and be really successful in whatever it is they were trying to do with their singing. Because at the end of the day, if you're, you know, a recording artist, songwriter, like a lot of the people in your community, and, you know, you know, I know, I think everyone watching knows that what you hear on a recording is pure fairy dust. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, and, and, and anyone can be made to sound good on recording, especially if you have a great producer and a great engineer. Mm-hmm. But if you can't produce that live, mm-hmm. you are missing out on most of the sustainable income that you would have as a performer, which is to be able to go play live and have people pay for tickets and pay for your merch and see you live. And also, if you don't have the confidence that you can sustain that, if it's like, well, I don't know what's going to come out. Am I going to sound like the recording? Am I going to? And so now your confidence is decked and you may not put yourself out there for those opportunities that would get your career to the next level. And so while we're talking about technique and actualizing vocal potential, it's everything. Because if, if you don't have the unshakable confidence and certainty that you can do that, then everything that you want in your career is affected because you're playing small, you don't feel confident, you are insecure about what's going to deliver. So you're not making and taking opportunities that would otherwise take you to that next level. So yes, it's about your singing, but no, it's not, you know, it's about everything. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is powerful. Thank, thank you for sharing that. And I've never heard that analogy before about, you know, it doesn't matter if you can shoot the free throw and make it at home, if you're not able to make that same free throw, you know, with a crowd full of people, that is you know, so important. And I think most of the people who are here right now, their goal isn't to be on stage lip syncing to a song that like, that they're singing, that the recording sounds amazing, but like they actually want to be able to perform it with, with confidence. So I'd love to hear... Now that you've kind of experienced this breakthrough and you have this perspective of coming from the traditional world of vocal coaching and kind of seeing the underlying issues, maybe you could speak a little bit more to specifically like what are some of those symptom issues that are being addressed by the old traditional model and what were those breakthroughs you experienced that helped someone be able to actually solve those at at a deeper root level issue? Yeah. So I wonder you guys who are watching, like how many of you have ever had any of these problems, vocal inconsistency, unreliability, like sometimes it's the great sound, sometimes it's not. And you don't really know why you get the great sound when you do, why you don't when you don't. And when you do get it, you don't know how to recreate it, right? So that's like inconsistency, unreliability. It's it's what I call the cross your fingers and hope technique. It's not not very fun or reliable. Experiencing tension in your instrument, strain, vocal fatigue, issues in your range, issues with high notes. You know, these are the things that most singers will say are the problem, the thing that makes them feel insecure, the thing that makes them question their talent. It's the thing that keeps them at a lower level of impact in their career in their money if they're trying to do this professionally, right? Because impact equals income bigger the impact, more income. You know, you want to be able to go out and do this. It's like, how many performers do you know might not sing perfectly, but they know how to tap into that impact, right? And so all of these things, they are, they are, they are the symptoms of the larger problem that you are not able to, to feel confident singing, you know, your high notes or that you have vocal fatigue or that you're inconsistent, whatever it is. 
those are the symptoms of the larger problem and traditional training only addresses the symptoms. And the larger problem here is the mind-body connection. So you don't sing with this, your larynx. You sing your, as a singer, your entire body is your instrument and traditional training trains singers from like the neck down and it forgets, it leaves out the one part of your instrument that can and will sabotage everything else if it's not trained. And that's your mind because your mind and your body are always interfacing all day, every day. Your mind is directing your body in ways through hormones and you know, chemicals and all the things, you know, you have a thought, it, it creates fear. Now you send that stress hormone down into your body. Now your body reacts to it. And then your body reacts to it and then sends a signal back to your brain. And then your brain. So there's a, there's the, this consistent, you know, communication between mm -hmm. mind and body all day, every day in ways that you're conscious to in ways that you're not conscious of. And if you are trying to train a singer without training her mind, she will only ever be able to access a limited potential, I should say a limited potential of her instrument, of her voice. Because mm -hmm. the mind is the thing that can and will sabotage everything else if it is not trained. And mm -hmm. so like how that works, like let's talk about high notes for a second. I'm curious, people who are watching, how many of you get a little freaked out when you have to sing the high note? Yeah, the high notes mm -hmm. coming, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious if you've ever noticed, for those of you who don't love high notes, feel insecure on high notes, if you've ever noticed what that thought creates in your body. Because what we're doing all day long as humans, and it's normal and natural, is we physicalize our thoughts and our feelings. It's part of being human. And that's fine if you are Joe Schmo sitting at a data processing job all day long physicalizing your thoughts and feelings, it might not be comfortable, but it's not going to stop you from doing your job. But for a singer whose body is her instrument, it has a massive effect on your ability to do your job. And here's how that works. Because that fear now sends, you know, even if it's just like you think, oh, it's silly, it's a high note, but it, it, there's a loop here because now your body is in fear reaction. And those fear chemicals and stress hormones and you know are now in you and you go into fight or flight even if you think oh this is not me trust me like there are ways in which your body is responding that you're not present to and if we don't train you how to number one get present to it and number two how to train it so that mind and body are working together for you for the best possible sound instead of against you you won't have access to the potential of your sound. The high notes will always be scary. I could give you the best technique in the world for high notes. And trust me, we work our singers hardcore in technique. It's important, but technique does not exist in a vacuum. Technique in the absence of that mind-body connection that's working for you is only that. It's just ideas. So you will intellectually know what you need to do for that high note to come out. But in that moment, that counts, Michael, like you were talking about, when you have that free throw and it's game six, right? It's like the biggest opportunity of your career. Let's say you get to do a showcase for a major label or whatever, right? Like in that moment, body, even though you intellectually know the technique you're supposed to use, is going to go, mm -mm, no, can't do it. Can't. Because that fear of failure 
that fear of losing what I have, not getting what I want, now lives in your body. And your body is going to go into that fear reaction. And it is going to try to over control so that you don't fail, so that you mm -hmm. don't experience the thing that you're terrified of, which is that high note coming out bad so that you lose the label deal or you make an ass out of yourself or whatever it is. And so now you are now in that sabotage where your body is going to make force, do, push, control, manipulate. And now you have sabotaged the technique that you otherwise understand because the mind is overriding the body from being able to do what it was built to do. Mm. So traditional training doesn't address any of those connections and it's failing generations of singers who quit or give up or just play small because they think that they're not good enough, that their voice isn't good enough. They've been beat down because nobody's ever taught them how to have full like, capacity of their entire instrument by understanding how to catalyze this mind-body connection, teach you, teach them how to do that in the moment of singing so that you actually are able to make the sound that you were built to make. So that's my soapbox, Michael. That's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. So powerful. I'd love to hear you guys from the, from the chat. Like, what, how about that? I feel like that was like a mic, mic drop moment. There's a few points specifically that you brought up that I wrote down that yeah, I, I thought were really interesting. Like one is just about the awareness of the mind and body connection and how in particular as a, you know, a vocalist, literally your instrument is your body. And so like that connection is, is so extremely important in how you, you know, channel that instrument through you. And it does seem like, you know, that's something that is the case for regardless of who you are, what you're doing, like, you know, your mind and your body, you are like, it is an instrument and it's, you know, it's extremely important, but not like in particular with singing, it's like your voice literally like comes, comes through it. So it's very apparent when there's a disconnect there. Uh, so I thought that was, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Another thing that is interesting about my, the mind body connection is how you can actually kind of go two ways. Like you can, you can impact how you feel with your mind intentionally, but also you can do things with your body that impact your mind and your emotions. You know, it's, like if you it's hold out your arms and you stand up and you look up, you know, it literally changes how you, you feel. Or if you like curl up and you take a, this posture, like it changes your, your emotions and how you feel. So it is interesting how those two really like the mind body are connected. When we work, when I work with the singers who are in our intensive training, I call it the body mind. Like mm. I'm not, I'm not separating. You know, at the beginning, you need to understand how these things have kind of worked separately, but it is, it's mm. your body mind. This is part of your body. And there's something, I mean, whatever, this might be like another conversation, but like in, in, in Eastern philosophy, it's, it's one thing in Western, mm. this is like some, the mind is something separate and the body is something separate. And so mm. it's been very interesting to me as I've kind of geeked out on a lot of the Eastern philosophies being able to help singers to kind of translate that in a way that's not like spiritual or woo-woo, but that's just being able to understand that this is one thing. Your physiology influences your mind. Your mind influences your physiology. This is one thing together. And if we're only training one part of it, we're only going to be half as successful as if we trained the whole. 
Yeah, it's it's powerful. Yeah, I mean that they they happen together. Joe Eddy just shared his own experience, kind of going through going through that that experience of. Gosh, let me just read what you just shared, Jody. I've been a victim to all of those symptoms that you shared earlier. Thankfully, recently I played a string of shows and practiced a lot the weeks leading up, and daily exercise got me to a level of confidence. When I hit the stage, still challenges with the strain, etc. Also, entering the song at the proper note and register. So, anyways, it just it sounds like confirmation there that he experienced he has some of the same the same symptoms. Well, and how so, he begins to feel really good about it until mm -hmm. the moment that counts until he gets mm. on stage and now the strain comes back. And that's the most mm. frustrating part, which mm. is, you know, knowing that you, you've got it in you, you see it, you do it in your practice, in your rehearsals, but why is, why isn't it showing up in the same way mm. in the moment that counts when you're on stage, when you record or whatever. And that is the most frustrating for singers, but that's also because the, 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 and, the energy is being blocked in that moment because there are thoughts in that moment. The meaning of that moment, the mind and what it is attaching to in that moment is different than the story that it's telling and the meaning that it's making when you're at home in your practice. And so these things have to be addressed or else, Eddie, is that his name? Joe. Joe, Joe Eddie. sorry. Joe, Joe, you're all, you're going to experience the same thing. And it will feel just in my experience of 25 years of coaching singers, that's where the frustration of like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back comes mm -hmm. in because it's about energy, right? So the link, like, think about it, you guys, sound is a form of energy, like light, like heat, right? Think of like ninth grade physics, right? And law of entropy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just changes forms, right? Again, ninth grade physics. So sound being that form of energy your your job as a performer your only job as a singer is to like we said impact that audience connect to that audience so that this sound this form of energy can move through you and go to your audience in that open exchange of sound in the form of energy and this instrument of your whole body if this is blocking that energy in the form of sound from doing that in any number of ways by fear reaction by meanings that we make that put us in a different emotional state in one situation versus another right all of these things even like simple things like i had a singer who her some old choir teacher like made some off the cuff remark about oh you'll you're just an alto you'll always just be an alto and she took that to mean that she wasn't good enough. So whenever she needs to go in and sing things that don't match that identity, she, because she doesn't want to fail. She doesn't want to feel not good enough. So now that, oh, that's blocking energy and it's blocking your body from being able to use the technique that allows that free flow of energy. So what we're talking about here is being able to train in a different way. That's so much more successful because it teaches you how to not do that. Awesome. So, uh, I mean, the next question that comes up related to this specific issue, because it feels like you've articulated it incredibly well. <laughs> like the only way that 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 only comes from direct you know, experience of of understanding it and working with you know artists who have you know been through this and helping them through it. How does someone handle that that challenge of you know their fear coming up you know during the actual performance? So they feel comfortable you know doing it on their own. Game time happens now they're going to go on stage and they can feel the fear start to kick in how do they work through that to be able to stay plugged in mm -hmm. so 
there there's a process of learning how to connect mind and body and the very first thing that we teach our singers is is and we have a, a very like specific method that we do this is to connect them to the present moment of their body and their mind hmm. so most of us when I mean, I would say 90% of the time, not just when we're like doing the thing that counts, whether we're performing or whatever, but most of us are not actually in the present moment with our body or our thoughts. And we don't know how to do that and what that means. Most of us are spinning in our mind, either shaming ourselves for the past, like reviewing the thing that didn't go well and all the stuff, you know, or future tripping, worrying about the thing that's to come, whether it's a little thing, like we were talking about, like the high note or future tripping on, am I going to be successful? Am I going to put out this record? Am I going to fail? Am I going to have to go back to my day job? Am I going to fail at my dream? You know, we are mm. totally in the future or we are totally in the past. And very few of us are actually in the present moment. Mm. And so the very first thing that we have to teach artists is how to do that. And when they can be in the present moment with their body and with their mind, then all of a sudden we get very clear on the stories that they're telling themselves, the meanings that they're making out of things, the ways in which they are aligning with things that do not serve what they actually want. Hmm. And so we teach artists how, and then how that's affecting like the actual technique that, that they're trying to use, right? It's, hmm. it's always two things. It's always skill set and psychology, always. I, I hmm. mean, in that sense, it's very simple. Traditional training only teaches skill set. If you want to optimize skill set, you also have to understand and teach people how to engage differently with their mindset, with their psychology. And so with an artist who's, you know, getting on stage and having that problem, like you were talking about, where it showed up great in rehearsal. I mean, how many of you deal with this? It's so frustrating and it's so common. It was great in rehearsal. And then you get on stage, it's like never the same. It's never as good. It's fine. It's passable. But you know, you have another level in you. And that's not what happened on stage. And so if that's what's happening, we've got to look at this and be like, okay, is this a skill set problem? Is this a psychology problem? 99% of the time, it's a mindset psychology problem. And when we address that, the skill set improves. One or 2% of the time, it's a skill set thing. But in order to address any of this, the artist first has to learn how to get present to witness the sensations in the body and the thoughts in the mind. So I would ask that singer, like you said, you know, it's not the same. What happened in the show? It sucked or whatever. I would ask yourself, okay, next, you know, what's the, what was the story? What was the story that you were telling yourself about this performance? What's the meaning? What's the meaning that you're making out of this performance? What's the story you've been telling yourself? You know, and the artist might say, well, you know, it was the, it was my biggest show and there were thousands of people there. Or the artist might say, I walked on stage and there were like 25 people there and I was really disappointed or, you know, okay, what are you making that mean? Well, now I have to prove myself. I have to prove that I'm good enough. Up, oh, boom, there we go. Number one, if you're in proving mode, now what are you going to do to prove you're good, to prove your worth, to prove that you belong on that stage, to prove you're going to be a success that you won't fail? You want to control that outcome because you don't want to fail. You don't want to feel like this is not going the way you want to go. And so you're going to try to manipulate and force and control. Now that lives in your body. You want to know why that doesn't show up when you're on your own, because on your own, you've made it mean something completely different. Hmm. 
And then we teach them how to shift those meanings. And this is through, you know, very, like very process oriented, consistent work on mindset and skill set together at the same time in the moment of performance. So that artist will come into studio class and will, you know, be working on whatever that song is. And we're getting into, okay, what's the meaning that you're making of this? Where does that live in your body? And see if the artist does not have that present moment awareness, they're not going to be able to identify that. So we got to teach that first. So it's a process of unpacking, but at the end of the day, it actually creates results so much faster than just continuing to grind that skill set and being frustrated as to why this isn't showing up when you need it the most. Hmm. You know? Gosh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. The um the thing that was was coming for me as you were sharing that was that quote around gosh, I, I'm not sure who, who it is. Maybe someone in the chat can can share if they know who said this quote. Maybe it's Rumi that our goal isn't to seek love, but to remove any of the obstacles to experiencing it. And it sounds like what you're sharing is that, you know, in a lot of cases, we put on external layers and things where we're trying to force and control the outcome when really like our goal is to just let you be who you are and express that naturally. And it happens naturally um, if you are able to, you know, take away the things that are basically blocking you from experiencing that. Yeah. I mean, I say all the time to singers that we're working with, like this is, this is a process of undoing. Like most singers, they want training because they want to be shown how to do it, how to do it right, how to fix it. And it's actually the way you fix it is a process of undoing, uncover, discover, discard. Most of the time, guys, your body knows how to do this. Your body was built to make resonant sound. You think of a baby. You can cry and cry at the top of their lungs, never get tired, never get hoarse. I know you have kids, Michael. Me too. Like you remember those days when they just cry and it's the most present resonant sound and they don't get hoarse and they don't get tired and they can do it for hours why <laughs> why is that true because they are born and they do not they are the mother nature's most effective producers of sound and they don't have physical habits and psychological habits that are getting in the way of mother nature's most effective production of sound <laughs> and we think that we need to, to make force do to get all up in there. And, and what we end up doing is sabotaging and disconnecting from that. And I mean, how many artists have you watched, especially if you watch like the competition shows, right? Like idol and voice, those are great examples of this where the singer is just up there and they're all like this and look at me and proving. And, and like, you just want to tell them to just like, stop. And then somebody gets up there and is just literally a channel for letting. Like I said, just like let that come through you. But that is, a, that is not something that we are taught to do is to let. We're taught like you got to, you know, do it. And, you gotta, and, and we stop trusting what we were given. And then we actually create the bad results that we were trying to force in the first place. We create that bad performance. We create that botched high note because we were too scared. We didn't have the skills in our, in our mindset to be able to trust our body, trust our technique. And that's it. And that is hard. So that's what we, that's what we specialize in helping artists do so they can effortlessly tap into the potential of their instrument. Like, guys, when you're doing this right, it feels good. 
it doesn't feel like a struggle to make sound. It doesn't hurt. It's not, it like feels literally like the sound is just coming in and living down. And then there's like nothing better. Yeah, this is so good. I feel like what you're sharing too is, you know, it applies to your voice, but just as like a human level, you know, that you being plugged in and present, you know, with where you are and how you're feeling is something that you know, is going to ripple out across your whole life in addition to your voice. I would love to open up the floor here. We have a live audience and I see some folks are raising their hands to have some questions. So maybe we can actually bring on some people to ask questions here live. So let's start with David Patrick Wilson. Hey, David, how are you doing today? Oh, this is exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David Patrick Wilson, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. So, Arden, I really appreciate what you're saying. How much, excuse me, thinking of vocal problems. How, how much do you really think, you know, I come from the acting side of performance as well as, as the singing side. So um, how, how much of what what you're talking about do you think is in the context of how and the choice of material that they're making that gives them the freedom to be who they want to be while they're singing? OK, I love your question. It's David. Is that right? Okay. Yes, correct. Great question. So. What I, if I can mirror it back, what I hear is actually backwards. I want to flip it around for you. Okay. So choosing the material is going to make me feel aligned with myself. No, I get aligned with myself and my instrument. And then the material that I'm choosing is going to be a square peg in a square hole. Okay. Do I need to tell yeah, me I, if you have, want me to explain more? I can qualify. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Can you take that a little further, please? So it's the difference between working from the outside in versus working from the inside out. Okay. And this, I, this is something that is so common, right? Which I have artists who are coming to me and they're, you know, they're telling me, I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know what lane I'm in. I don't know what genre, what kind of material I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know, who, you know, who, who I am as an artist. And, you know, if I can figure that out, then I'll feel confident. Then I'll feel good. Then I can go put myself out there. Hmm. And it's like, well, let's rewind. Let's flip that around. The reason that we don't know what lane, the reason that we don't know what genre, the reason, right, is because that it's like, it's like the external thing that's going to fix the internal confidence, right? Once I know that genre, then I'll feel confident. Then I'll be able to sing it well. Yeah, and it's it's the other way around, which is once the singer has that uninterrupted mind body loop going on where they know how to tap into the potential of their instrument, they they have that confidence, then whatever they're picking to sing is aligned. So it's working from the inside out rather than needing the outside thing. Oh, it's the problem with the rep. That's what's the problem. No, the problem is, is that this core alignment of this instrument, the artist doesn't know how to tap into that potential consistently. And they're saying that the rep is the problem when really, when we get that artist connected to the potential of their instrument, then they're, they know what, the, what lane they're in. They know what feels good. They know what they're choosing because that connection has been internally created. And then the external results 
in the form of whatever the song, the genre, whatever, show up as opposed to, we're not going to address that. Like that's what traditional training would do. We're not going to address any of that. We're just going to pick different repertoire. And so now you're throwing all kinds of spaghetti on the wall and none of it feels good and none of it, because that internal energetic thing that taps you into that potential of your voice, your technique, it hasn't been set. Does it make sense? Working from inside out instead of working from outside in. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's, so it sounds like the, you know, the question around, you know, how do I find material that, that fits with my brand, who I am, what you're recommending is you start by getting aligned and getting connected with who you are. And then naturally the material that, that you choose well, will part of that you know, is getting connected with who you are so that the, the, the natural tendencies of your voice are brought out. So I had a singer who he like came to me and he, this was like a long time. It was like six years ago. And he was hell bent on being like hard rock. Like that was his thing. <laughs> that's what he loved to listen yeah! to. Right. Yeah. Couldn't help it. <laughs> that's what he loved to listen to. That's what he, mm. you know, and that was his identity was wrapped up in that, but he wasn't succeeding. He was putting out records. Nobody was listening to them. Like he wasn't, it wasn't working. So we want, when we, tapped him into like the the core of just being able to let go of whatever he thinks he's supposed to be whatever he thinks he's supposed to do and let's just really get clear on giving you the skills to help you tap into your instrument without anything of how you think it's supposed to be right so we're addressing the things up here because as long as he thinks it has to be hard rock in this way he will never be able to explore or experience the full capacity of his instrument because he's got these blinders on. <laughs> so we helped him take these blinders off. And what do you know? He has like the most incredible, rich, like country rock, like country twangy, but rock, but country, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an, of those kinds of bands. There's a, I mean, there's a huge market for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and oh my God, he was like, this feels so good like this mm. feel it this feels like i don't have to try to do this this mm. is just what my instrument was built to do and mm. then like you know now he's working with a grammy winning producer like his career is off the charts like it's awesome mm. but i would say when it comes to genre and stuff it's like if we don't peel away all of the the shoulds and the the things you know then it will never be available to us to see what's possible outside of those blinders. So I don't know if that's a tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best kind of tangent. Yeah, that's, that's great. One question I have for you this is a question that I come back to often as it relates to what we're talking about right now with some of these like Eastern principles of, you know, goal setting versus being present and being you know, in the, in the present moment. One question that I have for you is around, you know, finding the balance between setting goals and, you know, wanting to achieve, you know, something else or something greater, becoming, you know, something new, the dichotomy of that with being present and being at full, you know, acceptance you know, with the present moment as it is, you know, where do you see the, like, how does someone best leverage both those things? Cause it does seem like, you know, those two, like our hand in hand, but if you're too focused on wanting to, you know, achieve something, then you lose touch with, you know, being present. But if you don't 
have goals, then it's sort of like sitting still on a bike. <laughs> like it's hard to balance and like keep moving if you don't have it. So yeah, I'd just be curious to hear your perspective on, on that. So the first concept, I love that you brought this up. The first concept that we teach our singers when they come in to do our intensive training is this, and it speaks directly to what you're talking about. Be in the footwork and let go of the outcome. Mm. Be in the footwork, let go of the outcome. Doesn't mean that you're not doing the footwork, right? You, you have your larger intention. You know what you want to create. And now you're in the footwork and you're letting go of how, because in our puny little like brains, I mean, if you think about the nature of whatever, we're going to get meta here, but like the nature of the universe is so, it's so vast. There's so much that our puny little human brains like literally cannot even conceive of. And so we set this goal and we think that's how it has to be. That's the goal to speak of blinders. But what we're doing when we attach to that outcome, okay, is with those blinders, this is it. We completely cut ourselves off from everything over here and everything over here that could bring us somewhere so far greater than that thing that we could, can't even conceive of. Right. So it's that idea of like, okay, you have the larger intention, you have the larger outcome. We're going to set what that is. And now we're not attaching to that outcome. We're letting go of what that, of how that could come to us, what that's going to look like, whether it's in the moment of like trying out a new technique in your voice, something micro, or whether it's the larger goal. I, I personally hate the word goal because it's very black and white thinking, right? Either I meet the goal or I don't. Either I succeed or I fail, right? My goal is to lose 30 pounds by December. December comes and I only lost 15 pounds and now I feel like a freaking failure because I didn't meet my goal. But guess what? I lost 15 pounds. That's 15 pounds more than I, lo than I had. I'm 15 pounds lighter. But see, if I think that didn't work, now I'm not going to keep doing those things and I won't ever get to the 30 pounds, right? So I, it's target for me and our, the singers like that we're training, it's like target-based thinking. Okay, you shoot, oh, you're off the bullseye, okay? What's one thing I need to optimize in my footwork so that when I shoot again, I'm now closer to the bullseye. I shoot again, mm. oh, look, I'm closer, great. What's one thing I need to optimize? What's five things I did well so I can continue to do those things? I mean, it's like massive amount of mindset work because it's so personal with our voice. And if we continue to take it personally, it's too hard. We will just continue to create our own suffering. So that idea of be in the footwork, let go of how the outcome has to come to you, what it needs to be, what it needs to look like. And now you're just, to come back to the present moment, right? Now you're just in the moment doing what it is that you need to do in your footwork today, whether it's doing your vocal practice, whether it's, you know, your tribe, reaching out to your Insta people or, you know, whatever you're doing to, to create your fans, you know, but it's that attachment to that outcome. It has to be this way or else. I should be blah, blah, or else. Like all those things that create the contraction in the body, like physically in the body that stops us from accessing the potential of the sound and the instrument. Even those things that are happening when you're not singing. It, it's all in there because it's all in here. Well, Arden, this is like one of my favorite conversations, things to geek out about. I, I bet we could talk for like three yeah, hours. You have like uh, a part two, like on my mindset and meta 
crap for singers. And <laughs> That's the title too. I like it. Mindset and, and meta crap for singers. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Arden, I, I, this is one of my favorite uh, types of conversations to have. And uh, I appreciate you and what you're doing so much. I think it's incredibly important for all of us, you know, both as like singers and musicians, but just as humans to connect with what's real and what's what's here and who we are and, and you know our mind body is, is such an important part of that so thank you for the work that you're doing and for anyone that's here right now that would be interested in connecting more or learning more about the vocal services that you offer could you share a little bit about where they can go to dive deeper yeah so there's there's my website which is ardenkwinvocalstudio.com but honestly we're do, I'm doing something that I'm super excited about at the end of this month. And we're doing a five-day challenge for anyone. Like, you don't have to be working with me currently. You don't have to be in my tribe. Part of this is that, like, there's just certain things that I get asked all the time. And that if you guys just, like, knew them, your lives as singers would be so much easier. So we're doing this five-day five day. I don't know if I'm calling it like a challenge. It's it's an incubator. It, it's 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 like a breakthrough performance incubator. How to be able to get, you know, go from A to Z like really fast. And some of the just basic ideas of that. It's and it's free. I'm just doing this because I want you guys to really understand that there is a different paradigm for how to train and what it can be like when you do that. And most singers they don't understand it and they need to experience it in order to be like, oh, this is game changing. And so I want, so I want you guys to have that. So I can just put my, I don't know, my email address into the chat or you have my email address. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to share whatever the best place is for people to connect and we can yeah. put it in the, the community chat. So the reason I'm giving you guys my email address is because if you want to come to that, just email me and, and just say, saw you on Michael's thing. And I want to come to the, the, the challenge, the incubator challenge in February. And that way, you know, when we start putting out the registrations, we're, we're about two weeks away from that right now. That way, I'll just add you guys to the list and you can come and, you know, get some mojo and there will be live hands-on training. There's going to be, you know, some get up and sing. There's also going to be just really understanding the concepts in a very, very easily break, break downable, if that's a way. way. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and if you're listening to me talk and you're like, I don't even need that. I just want to work with you. I need help. <laughs> You can also just email me and, and ask and, and we'll, you know, talk and see if it's a fit for you. I think the most important thing is that you need to be serious about your own transformation because it requires an investment of energy, of time, of money to be able to fix these things. It's not like cajillions of hours and, and money or whatever, but like this is for people who are really serious about their voice, serious about creating something great with it and serious about doing that now, like not in a year, you know, no tire kickers, please. Like, you know, if you're, if you really want to be able to rely on it and do it fast, then reach out to me and we'll see if it's a fit. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I just shared the the link in the chat as well for people to be able to reach out to you directly. That's extremely generous. Yeah. I'm surprised by how many guests like yourself are you know, very open, you know, open to be able to help and provide value to folks. So if you're listening to this live right now, you're on our, our podcast, or if you're here in the live audience, then I would highly you know, encourage you to make the most of these resources that are being shared. So Arden, that five five day free challenge where you can actually you know, rather than just kind of talking about 
how the apple tastes and like describing the delicious taste of it, actually like bite into it and, and taste mm-hmm. it for yourself. You can, you know, you can actually go through that, that challenge experience and, and get the benefits. So yeah, thank you so much for, of course, I was just going to say, if you, if I can kind of say what we're going to get into so that people are not like, Oh, this isn't something. I mean, do you have two seconds? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So basically these are the things that we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at what most voice teachers don't teach you. So like understanding the, the, the main reasons that we started getting into it today, but that you still experience issues with your sound, your technique, reliability, and consistency, despite having training and how to fix it. We're going to talk about what it means to clean your instrument, like learning the system that we teach to do that. I'm going to show you how to do that. The, the techniques that get game-changing results from your voice without having to endlessly practice more than you do. It's teaching you how to work smarter instead of harder. And then we're also going to talk about breath support and the secrets of breath support that works for you instead of against you. So once you, once we get really clear on the things that most voice teachers aren't teaching you, teach you how to, and a lot of that is our mind body work. Then we're going to teach you how to put it into practice in your breath support, because without proper breath support, nothing else that you want to create is possible. And I think a lot of singers, they think they have breath support. They think they understand it. They think they've been taught it. I'm here to tell you, you haven't. Because if you're still experiencing all those other issues with your voice, it's 90% of the time breath support issues. So we're going to break down innovations in a really revolutionary method of breath support. And I'm going to show you how to do it um, and give you like a 15 minute daily practice to be able to practice that support and reinforce it and condition it in your body. Um, We'll have some hands-on coaching on it. And then on the third day, we're going to talk about consistency and confidence and like what the rocket fuel for consistency and confidence is, because it's, it's all very well and great to have like lots of tools, but if you don't have that consistency and confidence in your ability to do it consistently, what's the point? Yeah. So there's going to be really targeted exercises for conditioning, reliability, and consistency, understanding the process to undo tension, strain, vocal fatigue, you know, other symptoms of inconsistency. And then on the fourth day, we're going to talk about the fast track to get you to get from process to performance. Cause really there's nothing worse than being a singer who can like do all the exercises really well, but then like struggles to translate all that technique into the songs and the performances that you're doing. So we're going to teach you knowing what to practice, knowing how to practice it. So you're really bridging that, that gap from process to performance. And a lot of that also, you know, has to do with learning how to get out of your head when you sing and perform, because it's very different mind space to be in when you're doing exercises than when you're on stage. So giving you a very, very powerful routine to be able to do that, bridge that gap. So yeah, so those are the things that we're going to be doing in in this thing. So if that's at all interesting to you guys, shoot me an email, just say, put me on the thing to register. And as soon as we go live with that, I will, and I will shoot you back all the information. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah, that just blows me away how many resources we have that are available to us nowadays. Like the fact that we can you know, learn from someone who's working with major label artists, you know, people from American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, the one who's coaching you know, these artists who are on the biggest stages and that you have the ability to directly connect and access the wisdom and the experience that, that you're sharing, regardless of where you live around the world. The dog agrees. Um, very cool. So yeah, once again, Arden, thank you so much for, for being here, for sharing some of the lessons you've learned. And I would totally encourage you know anyone that has resonated with this conversation and who wants to dive deeper to check out the five-day challenge or even just to reach out directly if you're ready for you know vocal coaching services from Arden. So thank you. Thank you, Michael. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Hey, it's Michael here. 
I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.